0: Do you feel like you have your own gifts and you want to explore and expand them? How many times do you have dreams that just come true, or you will simply know something? Well, guess what? You can expand and develop your gifts today. Go to ColbyRebel.com and visit my classes. I have e courses that you can watch and learn in the comfort of your home. Everything from intuition, psychic, To even connecting to loved ones on the other side. So visit ColbyRebel.com and start developing her gifts today.
1: Sometimes I feel like a star, but only strictly where I'm famous. I'm in this foot along this hall, like we'll see where it takes us. I'm throwing back these double shots like whiskey here is weightless. Cause cause this career I chose was even riskier than Vegas, yo.
0: Oh, hello, hello everybody. And welcome to another episode of the Colby Rebel Show. I am your host, Colby Rebel, where my goal tonight is to bring you a little bit closer to your intuition. So my guest this evening, she is an author, she is an innovative leader, and she has written a book about intuition. And this is an exciting book because it is called Radical Intuition, and it's really allowing you to understand why intuition is so important in your life, how to grow, how to use it. The book is phenomenal. She's helped companies around the world But before we get further, I just want you to put your hands together for Kim Chesney. Oh, hi there, Kim. How are you? Hi, Colby. (laughs) Uh,
1: I'm, I'm so happy to be here. I'm really excited to dive into all this stuff with
0: you. Wow, you know, and it's amazing. So, you know, this book you wrote Radical Intuition, A Revolutionary Guide to Using Your Inner Power. So there is so much to talk about with this. First of all, give us a little bit of your background so that we understand. Because you and I kind of have similar backgrounds. So share your background and why someone like you got into intuition.
1: (laughs) Yes. Yes. And it's nice to be talking with someone someone who really gets intuition and has lived this and walked the same path. Uh, You know, like you, I have, you know, I've studied psychic development. I wrote a book on psychic development 15 years ago, and that was sort of my secret life back then. And I was working in the corporate world and technology. And I ended up really working with some of the biggest tech companies in the world. And one day I was sitting at, at a strategic planning meeting and Everyone started talking about intuition and how important it was and, and, I, and my ears broke up I was like, what now you're speaking my language. And really at that point, I think it was really shift for me when I realized that intuition was you know had so many outlets and, and there was there was so much more to discover in terms of creating innovation and building and all of these other things that are really practical applications of really our sacred inner power.
0: That's a, uh, that's really neat. So what happened is you got this idea because it's so specific between these archetypes, right? These four archetypes of intuition. I want to know, first of all, what's the inspiration behind the book? Like, how did it come to you? I've got to write about this. I want to know that first. And then we're going to go into these four archetypes.
1: <laughs> yeah. So it, it was like this, it was a call it a calling an obsession. I don't know if you know how it is. Is there's just sort of this drive within me that I knew that I had to write this book. And it actually took me 10 years to put it together. I did so yeah. much research, um, back intuition in, in so many ways and normalize it and, and be able to reach a new uh, crowd with it. People that would typically uh, not get intuition, I noticed we're starting to get it a little bit. So I wanted to be able to create a language to let everybody uh, access this and understand it as a very normal part of our life. So. For me, it was really just about, um, really listening to that drive and that inspiration within myself to bring fruition. And, and, and funny, I was going to name it the in revolution because to me it was all about this revolution that's happening in our culture, in our individual lives and within us. And it's sort of mirroring so much of what's happening today in this world. It's no coincidence that it came out on election day and (laughs) all of the crazy stuff that's going on right now. So there's a real, there's a real connection to culture and society and and a a real time, message with this book too.
0: Yeah. I think what's so interesting is going through the book. You know, you, you do, you talk about, Hey, there's never been a time needed more now than ever to use our intuition. Like you're seeing that's where it's going. And I couldn't agree more because like you said, so this took 10 years to write, but I know for a fact that 2020, how many people were absolutely tuning into their intuition and their connection. So it's almost like it's divine timing, this yes. book as well, right? <laughs> exactly.
1: That's what I was thinking too. I was like, why? I'm so ready. I thought I was ready five years ago or I thought I was ready seven years ago, but no, it was just waiting and waiting until this, this moment. And at the last minute I got rush, 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 You know how that is. It was like, I got to get this done.
0: Yes. So uh, it all worked out. Now you talk about these four archetypes of intuition, And it's the healer, sage, visionary, and mystic. Can you explain, first of all, how did you come up with these four archetypes of intuition? And then maybe if you don't mind explaining what each one is and how does someone know what type of intuitive they are? Yeah, and and that's really the core question, I think, that was at the heart of what
1: I wanted to discover and, and share with this book. Because when I started talking about intuition years ago, so I'm sure you've had this experience too, everybody kind of has a different idea of what it is. Like, oh, it's a feeling or a knowing or a sort of creative inspiration or whatever. So there were so many different manifestations of intuition. And I really wanted to sort of create a framework for people to understand in a very simple way the, the pathways of intuition and how each person sort of open in different pathways you know, or are you a feeler, are you a knower, are you a a sensor, right? So so really breaking them down, ultimately I I really was inspired by Carl Jung's work with the four cognitive functions because my understanding of intuition is that it really is just a complement to our thinking intellectual mind. It's that creative, intuitive, inspirational side that really can tap into something higher in the genius within us that complements our really smart brains. So knowing that, I thought it made sense to really structure this on the four cognitive functions that Jung based it on. So the, the archetypes relate to that. And boil down to the very simple ideas, the age-old concepts of body, mind, heart, and spirit. These are the four pathways our intuition can use to speak to us through our bodies, through our minds and the way we think and process information, through our hearts, the way we're moved and called and our passions and through our spirits, through that connection to to what is beyond, to God, the universe, spirit, whatever word you use for that real connection with life itself.
0: Can you give an example so if someone is a healer right they're they're defined as the healer how what is an example that they would know that they're the healer or that they're the sage like so our listeners are like hey I feel like I get intuition and how do I know which one I am how would they know what's an example yeah yeah great question and if in the book folks
1: if you get the book you can take a a big long quiz. It's like 50 questions to figure that out and get a definitive answer, but just some ideas to get you, you know, get the wheels turning and give you a, a concept of what that means. Um, so the four archetypes are the, the healer, the sage, the visionary and the mystic, and starting with the idea of the healer, the healer is someone who is really attuned to their body. So if you're a holistic practitioner, massage therapist, chiropractor, yoga teacher, gardener, exercise, Fitness person, anyone who's really connected to the earth and their bodies in the physical dimension, and you have a strong connection to that, you may be a healer. So, an example of that is. You know, people who have really strong psychic senses, for, for instance, you know, if you're able to, if you hear things or see things or, or you just know things with your body, like you've got feelings or, or your body uh, calls you and talks to you about things to eat or not eat or, or ways to be stronger and healthy. So there's all these intuitive ways that the physical world interacts with us, and that would be the domain of the healer. Now, uh, the second type is the, is the sage, and this is sort of the archetype of the mind and wisdom, the wise one. This is someone who's very connected with this inner guidance for themselves and often for other people. So you'll see people who are counselors, teachers, ministers, people who are there to guide other people in their decision making and really to, that are confident in their own inner guidance in their own life. And then thirdly, it's the intuition of the heart. And that's when we're, we use our heart as our callings and our passion and our creative energy. Not so much our romance, not so much those kind of emotions, but those, those things that move us and call us to transform and make the world better. So that's the archetype of the visionary. So if you're an artist or an activist or, or an innovator or an entrepreneur, these are all archetypes that apply very strongly to this type of intuition. And then finally, there's the archetype of the mystic. And this is really the, the, the highest sort of end game of intuition is where we f- find that connection with God and the universe, have these metaphysical experiences. We're able to connect with spirit and, and, the, and the beyond in really real ways. So, so there's a wonderful richness, a transcendence about this archetype where we're able to go beyond the limitations of the physical world and experience the beyond in really, really real and profound ways.
0: So it's super interesting because, you know, I'm sure the listeners are like, oh, that sounds like me. Now, can they be more than one? Can they be a combination?
1: Yes, absolutely. We're all a combination. So that's the thing. And if you do this this assessment, you'll see that you might be strong in one or two areas. You have a couple pathways that are just naturally open. But if you work with it and really put your intention on it, then you can start to open all of those pathways. And that's really the goal, right? To have all those pathways open and flowing through us 24-7 so that we're always connected in this higher space.
0: Yeah. I think what's great is, again, so the book, you know, is filled. It's filled with exercises. And I really like is the big heart versus the small heart. Yes. Do you mind sharing what that is for our
1: listeners? Yeah. So, so that's one of my little favorite ideas when we're talking about visionary or creative intuition. So, so people always say, follow your heart, right? That's, that's something that is a catchphrase. And, but what I think they really mean is follow your intuition. We know if we follow our heart, our small hearts, our ego hearts that, that want things and need things and are emotional about things, then we can be led astray. But if we start to follow our higher heart, the higher self, the part of our heart that knows the big picture and wants the best for ourselves and everyone, then we really start to align and really
0: walk our best path and serve in our best way. I love that. So, and again, that's, what's interesting. Uh, We call it the little ego, big ego. So, (laughs) (laughs) but you know, I love even when we go to call her young, right? When we talk about all these things, you can see that it really transcends and our intuition transcends. And I like how you dove deeper to really have an understanding beyond it. How do you recommend that someone begin to trust their intuition?
1: Yeah. So what I always say, and I think one of the things it's really kind of built into this book is, is really, you know, moving into the space of mindfulness as the first step to insightfulness So we really need to hear our intuition. I know, you know, this, to hear that inner voice, we have to be quiet, right? Right. We have to really listen. I mean, for some people it comes through loud and clear, but for most of us, we gotta be as quiet as we can so we can hear those little nudges and those ideas and all those things that come to us. So slowing down, I say is the first thing to do is slow down, make space to be with yourself more. Spend that time alone. Know that that is a really rich time. It's not a lonely time. It's a time where you have the opportunity to develop a relationship with your higher self and with all that is beyond and really tap into that higher wisdom. So slowing down to listen to the stillness because that's where our intuition speaks.
0: Yeah, that's a great point. Also, what about the idea of someone trusting that intuition? How would they know to trust it?
1: Well, that's the biggest thing, right? Because if we want to follow our intuition, we have to trust it, right? And and, 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 until it comes through for us a few times, we're not sure usually. (laughs) Yes. you like is it my intuition or is it like am, am i just being crazy you know so that so we we all have that dialogue with ourselves until we really get to know what our intuition feels like and then even then sometimes because it is something that's very subtle and and very uh changeable so for really to to develop this um process of validation which you know where we start to get these hits so that we know our intuition is real. And we know what it feels like when our intuition is real. So whether you're taking a class, doing an intuitive development circle, or actually going out into your life and creating a journal and and living these things so that you know, oh my gosh, I knew this before it happened. Or I had a feeling about this person and it turned out to be right. Or I had a feeling about this job and it, it was this or that. So really becoming cognizant and aware of when we follow our intuition and how that plays out can help us to build that trust because at the end it is all about trust if we can't trust our intuition if we can't trust ourselves then you know we're we're, we're not living our best life we're not free we're we we are listening to the conditioned world instead of the real true north that's within us so we have to make that shift to, to listen to that voice inside of us. And part of that process is learning to trust ourselves, learning to trust life and take the chances we need to really get out there and live our truth.
0: Yeah, no, that's really great advice. I, I always think too, you know, the, one of the best ways to learn to trust your intuition, how many times did you get something and you didn't listen to it and then it happened and yeah. you were like, I should have listened, I knew it. <laughs> yep. Famous last words
1: I didn't listen to my intuition <laughs> yes
0: yes and and I do I think kind of going from that little heart, big heart and understanding is important as well, because, like you said, so many times someone will get something, but they'll just think that they're making it up rather than trusting that it's an intuitive hit, right exactly, so,
1: exactly,
0: yeah, is there a time that you can Remember in your life that your intuition was so strong and you listened to it. Is is there any story that you can kind of recollect? Oh my gosh, like so many, right? I mean, that's that's the thing. It's
1: and I, you know, as I was growing up, I had so many of these experiences with my intuition, and and I didn't listen to them. You know, I have a lot, probably more stories, more interesting stories, at least about when I didn't listen to my <laughs> my intuition and then I went wrong, and. There's also a really wonderful book, story in the book that I, I love to share because I think it really hits on so many levels. Yeah. is uh, uh, oh, oh, I don't know if you read the part about Jessica um, was a friend of mine who's a yoga teacher and she was coming home one night after, she was a barista, She it was, it was midnight, she was living in DC, walking home, and she just had this intuition that something wasn't right. And she yeah. just fell off, right? You know, had that, like, just, you don't know why, but you just had that feeling. And she was alone, and but up ahead, uh, there were still businesses open, I guess, and she saw a police car, and she said, you know what? I should just go ask that cop to drive me home. And she just yeah. had this intuition, right? But she didn't listen to it. And she's oh. like, no, she's like, and this is the good part, because she said, I'll be fine. The universe will protect me. I'm a kickboxer. I know how to you know, defend myself. She said, so so her mind started talking her out of it immediately. Like, that's crazy. I can't go ask yeah. that cop. That's not right? Yeah. And sure enough, a guy came up a few minutes later and jumped her. And really almost, she almost died. It was really, really bad. And wow. the, the things that are so important about that is that one, uh, the universe was already trying to protect her by giving yeah. her that intuition. And she missed it. You know, yes. that was the thing. Like she, she, We say, oh, the universe will protect me. Well, that's what our intuition's for. Yes. <laughs> that's the whole purpose, right? Yeah. But the other thing is if she had gone and gotten in with it, the car with that police officer, she would have never known if her intuition was right. 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 Yes. But, but I don't always get that payoff, but we do get it when it's wrong. <laughs> a lot of times. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I hope she's okay though. She's fine. She was totally fine. And she loves to share this story to help other people to recognize how important it is. And it can actually save your life. And it really is a survival uh, mechanism as well. So on so many levels, it's there to support us in in everything we do.
0: Yeah. Okay, great. Well, I'm glad she's okay. In the book. All right. You talk about I have the book. Uh, (laughs) um, In the book, you talk about this, the visionary tool, the intuitive vision board. And I really like this idea with the journaling and the vision. Can you just, do you mind just cheating a little bit and telling our listeners about that exercise? Yeah, sure, of course, because it really is a fun way to use your intuition.
1: I've, I love the idea of an intuitive vision board because everyone talks about making vision boards. They're a great idea. It's the law of attraction. But when you add intuition to the mix, it's a little more fun because there is a difference between just attract- want and attracting what we intuitively need. So when we tune into our intuition, right, we want to to manifest the right life. We want to manifest our true path. You know, we don't necessarily need the Range Rover and the big house, but maybe, you know, there's a creative path and a calling out there that our intuition's drawing us to and can help us to kind of create this vision board based on our intuitive nudges. So when we do it this way, we get into this space where we move into our intuition and kind of do like, you know, our intuition rituals, whatever you like to do, meditate, you know, Put burn some candles or get out the aromatherapy and then and then tune into your intuition and, and look for those images and look for those ideas that come to you about your future, about your potential, about all that energy that's around you just waiting to come into being. And then sealing that with a vision board will allow you to kind of look at it and create it so
0: that it's there, top of mind every day. I love it. That's a great, great idea. And with this, so again, with someone trusting their intuition, I, I feel like they can make stronger choices, right. And choices that are more in alignment with them. So with you, you know, again, 10 years to write the book, do you feel that your intuition got stronger over the years? Like, how were you with your own compass, your own intuition? Yeah.
1: but I wasn't ready. I was still learning things. I was still pulling things down and and there was just stuff. I didn't know what I didn't know. Right. You think you're ready, but like the universe is out there like, Nope, there's still more coming. You got to figure this out first. And, and then when, when I had it, it came and, and, and it was so fast, just like intuition is, you know, when you're aligned, it's boom, boom, boom. And, And there it is. So so yeah, I definitely felt the growth. I hope that I continue to grow every day and that I can say that for the rest of my life and and who knows where intuition will take us because that's the beauty of it. It it leads you to the frontier, to the mystery, to the beyond. And and no one really knows what lies there, but that's
0: what's so magical about it and so wondrous. It's so true. And you know, one of the things that you kind of discuss in the book a little bit back to your friend but it's kind of averting a crisis, right? We all want to avert crisis, don't we? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um. But you talk about, you know, four ways. You talk about the first impression, the resonance, the discernment and the validation. Can you just share, you know, those four steps uh, for the listeners? Like how do they use their intuition to avert crisis? Yeah, um, and and that's so important. You know, when we, you know, I always say with
1: intuition, you learn the easy way. So you can either listen to your intuition, or you can learn from your circumstances, which may involve some pain or some hardship or some challenges. So our intuition will always take us to the to the best path, the the straight path, the direct path. To our highest potential and you know it's it's we all live in a place where we're no no one's perfect we don't listen to our intuition 100 percent of the time we're only human um so so we're bound to fail forward and this failing forward it can be a very valuable process you know as we learn in whether we're in business and and innovation and it, we want to experiment with our lives we want to grow we want to change we want to push ourselves so so it, even though we fall down a few times and there may be some crises that we're going to have to face along the way as long as we get back up and continue to reconnect with ourselves and keep following our intuition we're still on that growth path so it really is the difference of between knowing you know the smooth easy easy aligned path of intuition or you know getting there having to go up the mountain go down the mountain the hard way and at the end of the road getting there at the same place eventually so one way or the other we're going to get there we can just do it the easy way intuition
0: I, it's it's a great point. Yeah. We could either do it easily or, or struggle with it as well. Learn from the mistakes, so to speak. So when someone is learning to use their intuition, what are some of the tools in the book that you give them to help them go, all right, how do I practice this? What are some of the, some of the little gems to help them themselves?
1: Yeah, so there are surprisingly, I think a lot of people don't realize there's a lot of tools that you can use to develop your intuition. Um, And one of the things I, I created an insight card deck, which is similar to a tarot card or an Oracle deck, but it's just made with pictures that tell stories that help your intuition to activate and start to communicate with you. And then you really start to learn how to get those answers from within yourself and what it feels like when your intuition starts talking to you. So, so there's so many different practices. We talk about that using billets or psychometry when you can tap into the way you feel with your body and, and using different mech- mechanisms with partners and sharing intuition. Because when you work with other people with intuition, it's really a great way to get validation because a lot of times when we are developing our intuition, it's hard to set ourselves aside because we know ourselves so well. And, you know, it's like, you, you probably know this, you know, when you give a psychic reading to someone, it's so much easier to do it with someone you don't know anything about because your mind's not in there judging it and trying to tell you all of these things that you think you should know about a person. So really getting into that space of no mind is a really great way to um, to really facilitate this partner stuff that we do at Intuition Lab, my, my intuition school. So so using those kind of things, journaling, meditation, um, mala beads, there's so many different tools that you can use and really just picking out the ones that resonate with you that make you feel good because ultimately we want to feel better. We want to feel uplifted and it's in that uplifted place that it's easier for us to access our intuition.
0: Yeah, it is. And how do you help your students and, and your readers raise their vibration to get into that intuitive state? Well, the first thing is to smile.
1: <laughs> smiling is the number one thing I say just off the beginning. You know, I, I you know I spent I did a retreat with a Buddhist monk once, and they and he was telling us smiling. You have to smile through every meditation. And I thought, hmm. Oh. And then you try it, and it's suddenly if keeping that smile on your face immediately shifts your energy because you can't be mad, and you can't be angry, and you can't be like. Depressed and down. If you're really smiling, and it really activates that heart center, so that's the first thing I always talk about with people is to is to embody that smile. You know, make that smile part of your energy, and then take it into meditation. Meditation is a wonderful way. You don't you don't have to meditate to be intuitive, but meditation really will enhance your intuition because you're opening up that space to receive it so um so doing those kind of work practicing with your exercises doing little things every day test yourself every day just put something out there to the universe every day like um the, the number two let's say no, i'm gonna yeah. say the number two, my token for the day and then i'm gonna go through the day and see where does the number two show up what does yeah. it mean
0: for me i love it that's what i do a lot with even my students or one of the things uh that i like to tell them to do is you do numbers one through 99 fold them up and put them in a jar. And every day you pull a number and that's the number you have to look for. You know, you just love it. Yeah. You making it fun. Right. Enjoying the experience. And I think, too, when we make it fun rather than putting pressure on ourselves, that actually helps your vibration. Right. It makes it oh, it makes it more of a game. That's why kids, you know, kids are so naturally good and so naturally intuitive. Right. So, I
1: love that. That is such a good point because it is fun. That's the thing. When you know, we go in these classes and we do this stuff, everybody is so much fun. It doesn't feel like work. And it's absolutely true when you're having fun and you're playing and being playful with the universe, you're naturally up yourself acting on a higher level. So I love that.
0: Yeah, that's it, it is. It's really fun. So in your life, you know, we know in your personal life, you're married a, Is your husband intuitive? That is such a that is a great question because, as you know, he
1: he works in cybersecurity and technology and was in the military. So when we met, he was like, "I am the most intuitive person in your life." So he was always my hardest student. So I said, "Everything I want to try out on the students, I do with him first because I know if he could do it, anybody could do it." (laughs) But now, now he's totally like, I'm, oh my gosh, I use my intuition all the time. He's like telling all the people at work like, oh, this intuition is great. So I think once people really understand what it is and how fun it is and how it actually works, they, it doesn't matter who you are. You realize you can use it and it's a, a great part of your life.
0: Yeah, it is. I think the hardest part is getting people to release that super logical side of themselves. Like they just almost don't want to give themselves permission and to, to imagine. And really so much of your intuition is from the imagination as well, right? Letting that, that free space. And so I find with some of my clients and all getting them to just go, okay, it's okay to do this. (laughs) Yes.
1: Just got to (laughs) relax.
0: Yeah. So now share with us the intuition lab. Tell us a little bit about what that is and and the experience a, a student has in it.
1: Yeah, so you know, I started Intuition Lab with this idea while, while I was working on the book because I really wanted to explore a lot of the ideas that I was coming up with and, and put them into action and really um, sort of hack intuition because you know I'm from the tech world, the lab, all of that that language and that understanding resonated with me, so it, it seemed like a, a really a great forum to really put this work into action, and it really blossomed into this wonderful community uh, where you know I work with people, mostly people who really have not used their intuition very much. I think that's the wonderful thing about this is you know I'm I'm really talking with a different sort of group of people than I was with my first book. Um, so, so now this is people that are like, oh, I, I'm not sure, I'm not intuitive at all. And, and they can come into this space and realize the first class that yes, they are. When we sit down and do a remote viewing fun exercise and at, they actually get it right because it's actually so easy and people think it's this magical thing that no one can do. So, so really bringing it down and normalizing it you know, for everyone so that even if people don't think they have intuition, you know, it's, it's really a process of showing them that they do. And then, you know, we, we work with the beginning and then we also have advanced students and certification and coaching and all of these different things that, you know, that ties into business and personal life to really just enhance intuition all the way around.
0: That's great. You know, one of the things too, and I love this, it's like a little clip in the book. You talk about examples of physical intuition one of the things you mentioned is like that desire to stretch, right? I think that's really, or move your body, right? Or uh, the exercise or having that gut feeling, maybe dietary preferences an image imaging mm-hmm. your mind's eye. So these are really, you know, fantastic examples. What about the idea of a song, not getting a song out of your head? Explain that a little bit and how that's intuition, because I know so many people must have that experience. Yeah, I think that's one of the biggest ways
1: that uh, my students actually get intuitive messages is through song lyrics. I I think that's one of the most popular forms of of delivery for intuition when we're working in the lab. Uh, So we do different activities and we'll, we'll open our minds and we'll get different kinds of insight and the this the song music music and song is so great because it's something that's it's housed in the creative side of our brain because it's a song and yet we actually can get words or sentences that actually tell us can give us exact guidance you know like it whatever whatever would song would come to mind. It could be anything and it can actually kind of give you a little message. And And I think it's very easy to open up for people with physical intuition, especially people who are like Claire audience who can just simply just have these thoughts or songs come into their head. And you know, it's your intuition too, when it's like repeating and it's there and it doesn't go away and you just get the song stuck there. Like Maybe I should listen to the lyrics of the song or the theme of the song and, and see, does that apply to my life?
0: Yeah, that's a great, great way to do it. And One of the other things, too, is what about dreams? Like, how do you feel about dreams and intuition?
1: Yeah. I always call dreams like backdoor intuition because it comes through the unconscious, you know, right. We're like, you a lot of time intuition, we're fully awake. We're aware when we're getting these intuitive impressions, but intuition comes to us in our dreams when we're asleep. They can come through, um, you know, through symbols, through metaphors, through even visitations from loved ones or communications from, from uh, you know, people who have passed and, or angels or, or what, you know, whatever, We like to connect with in our, in our lives based on where we are, but dreams are just such a rich place and a playground of that imaginative side of our mind. So it's really interesting to mine it for that, that a little intuitive gold that comes through each night.
0: True. And what about for you? So, you know, I mean, we all have this physical experience, which we always love to say, right? I'm sure you get anxious or nervous at certain points in time, stress, stress, how do you reconnect to your intuition? Like, so let's say you're nervous or you're stressed or you're running late. Is, is there anything that you do to say, hey, wait a second, let me get back to my intuitive state? Yes, yes. And that's so important.
1: <laughs> so <laughs> important because we're always drawn into that crazy place. And I think pausing for me, it's pausing and taking a deep breath. If I'm, if I'm really on the go and I can't step aside for a moment, it's just taking that, just taking that moment to take that deep breath and just create that space and just, just release. Like that simple breath can make a huge shift. Yeah. And that smile. It's put a smile on your face while you do it. But if I have more time for me, my go-to is going for a walk in nature. I live in the woods. So just getting out even and spending some time in nature just clears my head and just really resets for me.
0: Yeah, that's, nature's just so grounding as well, isn't it? So, grounding. Uh, so with, radical intuition you know how is it different than other intuitive books out there and that's
1: such a good question because one one thing people say like this wasn't the, the intuitive book i was expecting yeah. you know because i think there's a certain thing that you know with intuition you think we know what we're going to get so so it's a little different uh because you know we're talking about intuition really as um as really this this Big picture intuition is something that's actually changing the world. And this is where like the whole, you know, the business and tech side background came in is in working with yeah. these big companies and, and, and visionaries who really understand that intuition is our future. We are at the end of an information age. We are running our course with the mind. The mind, we're getting as smart as we can and machines are gonna be smarter than us. So what is gonna be the holy grail of our future is realigning and rebalancing that intuitive nature within us. So this intuition revolution that's happening isn't just happening within us, it's happening around the world. It's happening the way we live and it's going to define the eras ahead. 20, 40 years ago, people are gonna be looking back on this conversation right now and be like, They're just talking about it. We knew all this stuff. Like, this is crazy. We have quantum realities now that understands that physics can telling us these things with intuition are real. They're scientifically possible. Now we have quantum entanglement ideas that show us that, that all of these things that we once thought were impossible are actually very possible and very normal. So understanding that there's a huge amount of human potential that hasn't been explored within us. And that intuition is part of that is so exciting to me. And I can't wait to see you know what happens in the years ahead with it.
0: Well, it's fantastic because you're right. You know, it's everybody wanted to think through things. And again, I, I personally, it was already marking in that trend, but 2020 really solidified. Let's go deeper. Let's go more with our inside compass. Let's you know, take these chances to really make sure we're in alignment. I think it was such a mirror for people to say, why am I in the grind so much? Right. Am I living my purpose? So, exactly. and this is a, you know, you actually talk about it in the book, you know, walk your true path. Right. So tell us about that. You know, where did that inspiration come? Like, what is it living your truth, walking your path? Yeah. And I mean, and really a lot of that comes from walking
1: my own path and the lessons that I learned from not living my truth and not standing for myself and finally being in a position in my life where I feel self-actualized and knowing the difference between that feeling and where I was 10 years ago or 20 years ago when I was still caught up in Maya or the illusion of the outside world and how the world defined me and worrying about how the world defined me. So so really you know, understanding that this idea of living your truth, we hear that phrase thrown around all the time, we have to live our truth. But ultimately what that means is knowing who we are, which is our intuitive connection to ourselves, mm-hmm. to life, to the universe, and then living by that. And that's a huge commitment to actually live by that truth is 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 so much more than just knowing it right cuz we have to stand up for it we have to stand for it we have to make it real and we have to own it so this applies to so much that's happening in the world today whether we're talking any of the issues that are happening now in this crazy insane 2020 and 2021 we have to know our truth and we have to come to terms with you know we are more than we've been in society we can be better and our intuition is calling us to be better and it's calling us to come together and And step away from those labels and the the things that divide us and reconnect to that inner connection that unites us all,
0: yeah, that's a great point. And it's also relevant to that connection to one another as well, right? And exactly. So I'm just curious, the tech world, you know, you were in the tech world. I was a tax accountant. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're used to numbers, we're used to forms, we're used to kind of everything being precise. How did that kind of lean now towards this teaching and this calling for you? You know, and how do you use that background, that kind of tech background? Because there's always a reason, right? You didn't fall into that and it wasn't part of the, the package. Spirit somehow had that in your journey to help you for this leg what was yeah. that change for you how did that happen for you and how do you kind of use that tech whether it's the logic or the formatting in your intuitive work and teaching today
1: yeah well i hated, it i hated every step of the way with technology <laughs> i thought it screaming and screaming i like i was an artist you know i i and i you know, the universe pushed me i didn't i don't even know how i got there it was amazing i i, I graduated with a degree in oil painting and i ended up being like an international I never in a million years would have selected that path. (laughs) So all I wanted to do was write and paint and talk about intuition and teach Teach intuition but i kept being drawn down this path and, and and i and now in retrospect i understand why and this is again why i wrote this book because sometimes life is taking you somewhere for a reason that you just can't see i didn't realize how important that journey was i didn't realize how important the last 20 years working in technology and innovation would be to this message because it enriched me and gave me those experiences that allowed me to understand uh, a whole dimension of intuition that I didn't. So so that journey, even though I thought it was taking me away from intuition, distracting me from it, it was really deepening my understanding of it. So it, so now the lesson learned, you know, follow your interest and trust where life leads you and learn from wherever you're at because you might be sitting in a hole somewhere and hating where you are, but there might be something there for you that is going to be magical for your future that you just can't see yet.
0: Yeah. And I, I really do feel that when we have an experience, somehow that experience is meant to teach us something along our path or with our purpose. Right. But like a lot of us, we could stay in something too long, whether that's a relationship or a job. So it is using that intuition to scoop yourself out of it too. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Right. Yes. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's what we have to realize. It's always there for us. So we we have those dark nights of the soul. We like sometimes we get stuck in those ruts because it's easier, right? Intuition is wanting us to get out of our comfort zone, but sometimes it's scary. Sometimes it involves risk
0: and change. And so it's easier to not do it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And now you mentioned painting. Do you still paint? Do you use paint with your intuition? Tell us a little bit about the creative side.
1: Yeah, yeah I love painting. It's like my core love. I'm an oil painter and I'm a representational oil painter. So there's no room in the world for what I do to <laughs> as a job. So it's it's a, in a pure space where that's how I connect reconnect with with my creative energy and and i retreat from the word of my happy place so i'm actually really looking forward i have a new painting series brewing through through all of this stuff so i'm looking forward to having a little space after this book launch is over to reconnect and and start doing my own artwork and 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 doing a whole nother round of that because that's what really puts a smile on my face
0: Yeah, no, that's, it's really great. And it's important because again, we can get bogged down with life, right? We can get bogged down with our responsibilities, but making sure that our soul is in that happy place, that helps the intuition as as well, I'm sure, right? Absolutely. And I I was talking
1: with my husband about this today and, you know, things like the arts and poetry and music, you know, one of the things that makes them so wonderful, apart from this, that they're on this creative intuitive side of our thinking is that they they invite us to take pause and experience the moment to stand still and look at a beautiful piece of art or sit still and listen to some beautiful uplifting music or or take a moment and write poetry look at the world around you because it's in that that presence right that we have that gateway to a higher truth and that gateway to our intuition and all of those beautiful ideas and the experience of life itself
0: No, that's, that's so true. So your book, Radical Intuition, a revolutionary guide to using your inner power. Again, it's a fantastic book. Now this is on Amazon and where else can people, you know, find the book as well. Yeah, you can get it on my website at
1: kimchesney.com. And I also have a 12 page free wake up your intuition guide there that you can download if you just want to kind of go deeper into some of this stuff we are talking about here. The books everywhere. It's Barnes and Noble, um, Target, Walmart, you name it. You should be able to get it anywhere. Um, But yeah, so KimChesney.com, that's, it's all
0: there. (laughs) So nice and easy, right? That's really good. And I love the, the cover of it. What did you, how did you come up with the cover? I'm just curious. Uh, yeah, that that was really one of the the artists at New World Library came up with that
1: design. And I really loved it because it really was reminiscent of the mandala, which I think is a great sort yeah. of symbol uh, that connects to intuition. And the colors are really, really soothing and sort of high vibration and, and heart centered. It's the green, the light green. So I, I felt like it all fit together nicely.
0: Now, it's beautiful. And- What's one bit of advice like for the listeners who, you know, want to tune into their intuition? What's what's a bit of advice that you could offer them?
1: Well, I would just say, you know, if, if you want to go out right now and get started, it's really to listen after after we're, we've paused a little bit and opened up. that right. Listen to any Thoughts, feelings, ideas, impressions that come to you out of nowhere. This is really the signature of intuition. You can't think it up, you can't deduce it. You have to just simply receive it. It's the easiest way to acquire knowledge because you don't have to work for it. You just have to open up and receive it. So all those little things that pop into your head when you're in the shower or going for a walk or going for a drive, instead of thinking of them as passing garbage thoughts, Think of them as a moment of inspiration that could have a sacred source, that could have real valid information with you and can really guide you in your life. So so I just tell people to listen to those drop-ins because that's how it comes to you every day.
0: Yeah, that's great. It does. It just drops in. And I think letting go of coincidences, everyone will say, oh, it's just a coincidence, but it's not Mm -hmm. right. Like you're saying, hey, it will keep coming back and back because it's trying to knock on the door. (laughs) Exactly. Right. You know, like the intuition is persistent, you know, it wants to be heard. It wants to
1: manifest. So yeah. And coincidences, there are no coincidences. Everything is meaningful.
0: Right. Yes, absolutely. So Everyone can find you on your website. They can follow you on social media. What are your social media handles? Yeah, I'm great on on Instagram. It's Kim.Chesney, Facebook,
1: just Kim Chesney everywhere. Kim Chesney, Radical Intuition and Twitter, Radical Intuition. Yeah, either of those things. I'm pretty much the only one. So you'll find me.
0: Pretty easy. And then, like I said, we've got the radical intuition. Uh, I mean, it's an amazing book. It's gorgeous. You could tell it, a lot of thought went into this, a lot of almost preparation in a way. You you really did think about everything and every aspect of it. And then there's so much value in it. So it's a fantastic gift for anyone like wanting to tune in, right? So- Absolutely. And I
1: just say, it's not just a reading book. It's a doing book. Yes. I didn't want to just sit talk about intuition right it's got workshops practices all the stuff is in there for you to just do it yourself
0: yeah and i i bet you you could make a a workbook you plan on making a follow-up workbook or is that my is that my scooby sense stepping in (laughs) maybe that's that's because i think that's a great idea (laughs) Yeah, you you could easily take a lot of this and put it into a separate workbook that it you know just helping them continue to grow. Right. Because right. just so people get confident in using their own intuition for sure. Yeah.
1: Well, you guys heard
0: it here first, <laughs> <laughs> right? I want to thank you so much for coming on and, and for sharing your gift and for sharing this amazing book. Again, I, I can't recommend it enough. I think it's really going to help so many people. And like you said, this is where the future is going, right? It's it's really going here. So just thank you so much and, and lots of love to you. And we'll have to have you back on. Thank you so much, Colby. This has been a blast. Great. All right. Well, thanks a lot. I will. I'll talk to you later. Thank you. Bye, Kim. Take care. <laughs> thank you for listening to the Colby Rebel Show. Be sure to follow Colby on social media at Psychic Rebel. And if you've enjoyed this podcast, please head on over to iTunes to leave a review to help Colby grow the tribe. Colby is an international psychic medium, teacher, best-selling author, and speaker. She is a master teacher of the Lisa Williams International School of Spiritual Development and is the owner of the Colby Rebel Spirit Center in Los Angeles. Visit colbyrebel.com.